0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, um so so let's get started. Let's get started. Um, what did you think about the Nina? Obrecht, Gift, all of that scene.
1: It's so confusing to my brain sometimes. I just know that for sure somebody's going to get stabbed.
0: Yeah. The moment I saw that, all I thought about was like Nell stabbing Brooklyn. Exactly. Right? Like we share a brain and I'm like, oh, I'm oh. We go. oh, wait. Oh no. Oh God. Okay. Because I, because I asked a question about like, who do you think is going to get stabbed? Yeah. But I don't think I have access to the. Answers, so no. Yeah. Because it was dun, a, dun. It was a suspense. Because it was a story. I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. So so what happened was it was a story. So it went away. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Were. But there were there were many <laughs> there were many guesses. There um let's see I think there was like a potential there was a Michael guess a Willow guess a Carly guess. What's your guess? Why don't we go with that? Um, On the record, what's your guess (laughs) of of who's going to meet the other end of that envelope opener? Nice. Okay,
1: so I'm going to go a little bit outside of her immediate circle just because there was little moments where she got snippets you know of Sonny kind of reacting to something and she knows that there's stuff going down she's accepting that he lives this other world that it's not just Mike it's Sunny, and some stuff is dark right so I honestly think there's gonna be an altercation where maybe she walks in and sees Sonny doing something and she's gonna stab like that reporter or like somebody like that
0: I like that but I do think that whatever happens it's gonna be like chaotic and messy And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it is. You know what? I think someone actually guessed Christina. Ooh.
1: Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait.
0: Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No. Okay. One of the guesses was Willow. This was interesting. Mm -hmm. The answer was it's Willow. And it's Willow so that her and Sunny could bond Over, like, almost killing their kids because you're real sunny. (laughs) Because you remember how, like, Sunny shot Dante? Yes. And if she stabbed Willow, he'd be like, No, 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 like, I get it. I can be here for you. It happens. It happens to the best of us. This is what happens when people hide paternity because otherwise we wouldn't have tried to murder these people.
1: Okay, like, it's kind of funny just because Dante did mention this week what his relationship was when he met his father and how he found out and then he got like shot by him and all this stuff like he was explaining it to cody so it's kind of funny that that came up so who knows but like
0: outside of the knife thing it was just it's i think did it yeah i think it happened before it starts off where she meets that chef okay, yes. That chef will be back for like other scenes but like this is what i find i find and look, honestly, they're obviously doing it on purpose. This is literally how they're portraying her. But kind mm-hmm. of like a bumbling twit is yep. how they're portraying her around that. And you know what? She's doing a fantastic job. Like, I've seen clips of her doing, like, comedy, like, in other mm-hmm. shows and stuff. And it's like, she does it really well. And I find there's a little bit of that. Like, I find there's definitely, like, a comedic physical element into how she's portraying Nina. Because I think there, I think she is supposed to be portraying an out-of-this-world character right now. Like, living in a fantasy land. Like, I think, like, when you look at it that way, I find her and Sunny are very much playing that, right? Like, Sunny is playing this out-of-sorts person, right? They talk a lot about the fantasy land, how they live in a fantasy, and I find they're doing a really good job of playing, how how do you say, like, disoriented versions of themselves.
1: Oh, my God, yes, and I love it. And and I, it's more tolerable looking at it that way, because you, it is. it's very intriguing, and the... And exactly what you're saying, like that conversation of living in reality. Yes, we have this bubble, but can we make this work here? And they kind of just go back and forth, but they're googly eyesing each other, and it's just so interesting.
0: It is. So, like, we start. So, so before she gets the like strength, not I don't even yes. know if it was strength, but like <laughs> before she tentatively, certainly decides <laughs> that she's all in. You know, she has her conversation <laughs> with Obrecht. So we see her kind mm-hmm. of bumbling around this new role. Still, I'm waiting to see kind of more of a serious scene with, like, her and um, Olivia. Like, right now, we've seen friendly moments, right? Like, where she was taking Sasha to a table last week. Uh, This Mm -hmm. week, we got her with Obrecht and Ava. So, like, comfortable people. We only see one awkward interaction so far. And even though Carly was in the Metro Court this week, there was still no Mm. awkwardness. So far, we've seen her just see her people and the whole tables have turned type of situation. So... We still see her kind of being fumbly, but she still carries that bumblingness, that um awkward clumsiness. She does carry it into her interactions with Sunny as well. I find it's just so strange to watch. Like I do find it fascinating. Um, but in her conversation with Obrecht, Obrecht has been really honest with her about all of it. And she really got into it with her about Carly. So two things. I felt like Mm-hmm. Nina keeps painting this thing About Carly being like in the relationship And I get it right The mm-hmm. the factual reality that she's Mother to like Sunny's kids But aside from that like When has Carly like she obviously Knew that like since they slept together She knows they're spending time together
1: mm-hmm. When has
0: she actively Pursued you When has she actively Gotten in the way of whatever you're trying to start With Sunny you and Sunny Not like starting starting has zero to do with Carly. And yeah, exactly. I, and like I find like Obrecht, like she said a lot of like solid things in terms of what she knows of Carly and Sunny's history. But I found like Obrecht doesn't get it, you know, like Carly's not doing anything <coughs> to keep Nina and Sunny apart.
1: I agree. Like, it was such an interesting perspective because you're like, do you watch the show? Do you know that she's not actually involved in this at all? Like, for all of the reasons that you said. And there was the line. What did she say? She's like, are you going to stop now apologizing for falling in love with her husband? It's like they live in a world so far removed from everybody else.
0: But you know what? I actually agree with Obrecht on that point, right? Because... Obrecht sees her Nina's actions for what they are. And when she reflects them back to her it makes her uncomfortable because I mean, she, this is her aunt, right? She watched her aunt like kidnap Peter. Right. Yes. And so in her eyes, Obrecht is this crazy villain. It's her insane aunt. So to Mm -hmm. have her aunt kind of normalize her behavior, I feel like it makes her really uncomfortable.
1: Oh, I like that point of view. Okay.
0: Right. So it's like when she's telling her, you don't have to apologize, but I agree with that. Like, you made choices. You keep saying you made choices. You keep saying you made mistakes, but I don't find you own it. Okay. So you fell in love with him. You have feelings for him. That's the part you can control. Like what you could have controlled were the decisions you made and you made bad ones, but the feelings, like if you're going to pursue a married man, she doesn't it half ass. It's like, I'm going to pursue you, but I'm not, i want to <laughs> be with you. And it's horrible, but like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like she's been tiptoeing around. And that's sort of what they talked about this week. We've been saying this over and over, like, If you want to be together, just be together. And if you want a shot at it working, like, you have to, like, see reality. But we haven't gotten there yet. Like, even though they're around each other, they've never seen each other on purpose. Like, this is the first time they've agreed, let's see each other on purpose now. Like, they've been back from Nixon Falls for, what, like, a year now? Like, I don't know how (laughs) long they've been back. And they're still not together. And we've been waiting, right? Because they haven't fully been together. And Phyllis has evaporated, so she's gone. And so now they finally decided that they're gonna be together. So now we finally get to see what reality looks like to them. And I am very excited about it.
1: I am excited. And one of the funny parts of that scene, okay, one, how excited were you to see Christina?
0: I was shocked to see her back. Um, she's exactly back in the way that we wanted her to be, like, finding out she had the manager role. Mm -hmm. I am going to throw back to you by asking, like, how did you, like, aside from being excited to see her back, how did you feel about Mm
1: -hmm. this interaction,
0: right? Like, we've seen him and Dante do the dance around Nina, but now Mm -hmm. this is the first time we've gotten to see another non-Michael child react to Sunny.
1: Okay, so... The way she reacted and saying, like, you saved me, you did so much good for me, so I'm going to support you. So I was like, uh, I, I was kind of like going back and forth, like, okay, I get it. He really does support you no matter what. Yes. She brought up her past, so that's a good thing. She did say, you know, like, we lost you for however many months, and that was terrible what was the kicker for me that I did not like? So she shared all of her feelings and he actually okay. listened to them. So I found that was a really big deal. So where she kind of lost me is that when she was talking about feeling guilty about the Haunted Star by giving Sunny kind of a m- misinformation about what Carly was feeling and wanted in that moment and, and taking the blame for kind of like causing this huge rift. I was like, no, girl, no, you're like, what's happening right now?
0: Yes, yes, I remember that. I thought that was really weird. I actually wrote something like, I thought it was strange that she apologized for her role in the whole Sunny turning to Nina because it's like, after all her therapy... Like, I'm just saying, like, personal responsibility. Like, she got emotional. She was feeling protective of her dad. I guess she wanted him to have everything back, and she wanted Carly to kind of make her dad happy. Even Mm -hmm. then, that kind of surprised me, but it makes sense if you think about how emotional his homecoming was for her, as to why she would be irrationally feeding into his own perspective of his own marriage at the time. Mm -hmm. But it does strike me as bizarre that she didn't understand that he had a choice, right? Over or not, like, Sad or not, he could have waited a day. You know what I mean? Like you were still officially married and you could have decided to end things with Carly. Like you're a grown-up and you decided to give some stupid ultimatum. So it's like if she was stuck in traffic, it's like free pass. <laughs> I'll screw anybody that I see walking by. Like mm-hmm. that makes no sense. So I was surprised about that perspective, but even more so about a couple of things Sonny said this week, and one of them was with Christina when he said, No, like It was like my own choice like we all have choices and we have to live by them and so i was like what on earth like it's lately he's (laughs) been saying these things right that echoes everything he's been missing Mm -hmm. over the past few months so it was really weird hearing him talk about choice but it's still so separate from himself because he's not he's sort of living by the choices he's made but not really
1: Yes, like even his conversation with Nina, I still don't feel like he's fully in it, like planning the next date, doing the next thing. I don't buy
0: it. Like, I don't buy any yeah. of the passion. It's more like, are we going to do this? Or are you just going to commit to me? Because I like, don't have anyone around right now. And yep. we might as well just keep this going. But you said earlier how, like, Christina talked about how emotional it was for her. And I was surprised. Like, she brought up Morgan. She talked about yes. losing Morgan, then losing her dad and feeling that that loss was heavier. That was so strange for me hearing that. Because we talk about, like, like we hear Michael talk about what Morgan meant to him. Yes. And then I feel like on the Christina end, it was weird hearing her talk about Morgan, but then having her compare him to her dad. It was weird for me the way it was talked about, and that it was he was brought up.
1: His name has been coming up a lot, which, yes, it has is suspect.
0: <laughs> it's very suspect. And how did you feel about Dex meeting Christina?
1: Uh, okay. So I felt a couple of things because the mention of Morgan and that missing, you know, everybody's kind of missing that person. Like is Dex going to be kind of like a, a Michael's person to lean on? Maybe somebody who's there for Christina. I would prefer that like him sticking around after the whole sunny thing is done. But I, a part of me because it's a soap opera and it's drama. I'm like, uh-huh. what if Christina has a little crush on him and Joss has a little crush on him? What happens then?
0: I yeah, I definitely thought of that, right. Because Christina' is technically single, and Joss mm-hmm. is technically not single. <laughs> and I think it's kind of interesting how you have Joss and Christina together, and they're both kind of dabbling outside the Port Charles men, right? They're both yes. with new newbies. Yes. They're moving on, right. She like you see Joss pulling away and moving. You can see that she is moving on from Cameron.
1: Totally, because just you saying that, just I sorry in that moment I was having a uh, flashback of him swimming in the pool. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> also, I don't even know if we mentioned this last week, but like about Cameron and Jaws, mm-hmm. there were some comments about like the parallel between Cameron and the mob and Elizabeth and the mob.
1: In the sense that they're like the not understanding and being on the peripheral,
0: like getting pushed out of it. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean?
1: pretty much. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything mob-related, Joss sort of, like, would jump in and take over. Right? You know what I mean? Like, do you remember a long time ago with that Joey Novak, how that was handled? And we're like, oh, she's going to be, like, she has to be involved in the mob. Because she, like, assumed control. And she kind of told Cam to butt out of it, sort of. And then it's, like, think about all the people that Jason met in his life. Mm -hmm. Some were led into the mob, right? Like, Carly was very much in it. Yes. Sam was in it some people were in it but like Elizabeth was like not in it and couldn't kind of handle it no <laughs> and, I, and I find and I find it's interesting some of these parallels and generations is that like Elizabeth and Cameron's relationship to the mob is different the difference is I find is that Cameron is a little less uninterested about being on the inside to it of the in crowd or whatever so far anyways
1: I agree. I still feel like that's just going to be who he is. And yeah, as you say that, you know, like, but okay <sighs> with
0: it, right? Elizabeth wasn't okay with it. But I feel Cameron is very comfortable with his life. You know what I mean? He's like, this is my life. It's different from yours. And he has his own stuff to focus on. Like, he's not trying to be anything else than who he is.
1: It's interesting because as you say that, you know, there's the conversation or the interaction with Sunny and Joss when Dex is there and Trina's yeah. there. And, and when he pulls her aside and, you know, Sunny and Joss are having their conversation, I just love watching her expressions change and how she can compartmentalize the fact that, yes, he is this person and he did this, but he is also filled with something that could get my friend out of jail.
0: I mean, look, it's thanks to her mom, too, right? She had technically yes. was prepared for this conversation because she <laughs> already had it with Carly. And, like, it was just interesting because I'm like, how is she going to play this? Because she's really upset with him. Mm-hmm. But, and exactly that, right? She said, I'm never going to forgive you, but thank you for what you're doing with Trina. And she is very angry. And, I mean, look, I guess Sonny's just trying to get on the in anyway with mm-hmm. anyone it's just, it, it's, it's, just, but it is interesting this highlight of his relationship with Jocelyn, though.
1: I, yeah, I found it very interesting just because we talked about her in the mob, the way her direction is, what her life is, her strength, and her just being put in this different light as a grown up in these different interactions. So I loved it.
0: Okay. It is kind of interesting because something that's been highlighted is that. Joss and everybody, like, she realizes they all went along blindly. Like, everyone sort of knew what Sonny did, and everyone went along with it blindly. Confronted mm-hmm. with its reality, she's being very judgy about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we know how she feels. Like, she's getting a little Jax on him about his whole <laughs> lifestyle. Yes. But exactly that, right? Being so opposed to it, but she also deeply understands it, which is something Jax never really did. Right? Ooh, he was yes. always is opposed to the mob, but never actually understood how it worked. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird. Oh wow, is this how Joss is like sunny and like Jax? I love it. I love it. So mm-hmm. so this is kind of interesting to me because like that's what would make it more interesting if she were to wind up in the mob somehow because she's been on so many sides of it. Like she understands it so intricately.
1: She's like the best of the three of them of Carly of Jackson of Sunny. So what her growth is or what her arc is going to be when she gets a little bit older is going to be so interesting.
0: I'm so excited to see that. And I liked that Trina got a chance
1: oh to God. be the
0: one to embarrass <laughs> to embarrass Joss a little bit. But I thought this was so crazy, right? Because here Trina is teasing Joss about mm-hmm. Mr. Abs. Meanwhile, Trina full well knows oh, she's in a relationship with Cam. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> but she saw what she saw. She wasn't blind.
1: No, and that—I mean—it's—it was the cutest little besties conversation. Like my favorite line. One of my favorite lines came out of there because she's talking to Dex, and she's like, "Quick, tell me your name before Joss blurts it out." Because Joss is just in shock.
0: <laughs> I know that that line—I thought was funny and so cute. I'm like, "What is going on right now?" So that whole scene was really adorable. But part of me felt felt this way about Dex. Okay, Okay. so he goes to Michael wanting a bonus, okay, for jury tampering, Mm -hmm. but he's all good with the violent aspect of it, right? and he knew, listen, this is a guy who said, yeah, sure, I'll help you bust your dad who's a mob boss. I will Mm -hmm. infiltrate his organization and climb my way up to number two, not just a random associate. I want to climb to number two, (laughs) and I'm going to do this based on a flat rate talk to a civilian okay mm-hmm. I had to talk to a civilian and I had to kind of suggest he make a different choice I need a bonus for that hard work <laughs> I was like okay
1: that was so funny but I also love when of do outside scenes so that made me I really know <laughs> it makes me
0: look around and be like is there any clues to how I could stalk you <laughs> help me stalk you easier <laughs> yeah our pictures are going to be at security Yeah, <laughs> awesome. we won't Sorry. even be able to go to like the conferences that's like my big dream no. at least <laughs> okay so Outside of Dex, we have Spencer, one of Sunny's other kind of, like, surrogate sons, in a way. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you know what I thought? Did you feel like it was a rare Spencer-Dante scene? Like, do you recall many Dante-Spencer scenes?
1: No, and I love them together. I love when they put the characters together that are not normally together. Yes. There was, like, food involved, and he's just trying to be, like, a big brother to him. Like, I really liked that.
0: Okay so it's interesting that you talk about characters who don't often mix because I can't wait to get into more of some other stuff. I know, I know. But okay it's just funny when you realize how many people Spencer's related to, right? Like he's related yes. to Donate, and I, I, I honestly feel like it's legit the first time it's been acknowledged. He mm-hmm. was related to his lawyer, the mayor. Like it's so crazy to realize like how extended Spencer's family really is. But, like, you say, like, Dante was trying to be big brother. And I will say this. Dante loves aggressively. Like, he loves you like he doesn't like you is how I feel (laughs) he loves. And, like, because the way he loved, and air quotes Spencer, like, look how he treats the people he knows, like Cody, who gets arrested. Like, the moment you're arrested, he's just, like, he treats you like a criminal. Like, he treats you like a person who got arrested. And, like, he doesn't have any kind of like, relationship with you at all. <laughs> like, don't you find? <laughs> and it's, like, ever since Dante came back, he has been a little edgier. Like, even yes. how he was, like, he's been a little edgier, a little rougher. Like, I found him yes. to be, like, rough when he talks to Brooklyn. You know, very, like, like with Link, Link deserves it. Yeah. Very, like, straightforward. And, like, especially how the whole foreplay with Sam, it was all cr- quite, like, aggressive like very like i don't like you and he didn't care
1: (laughs) oh my god i love him
0: (laughs) anyway so so he like supports and air quotes spencer and then sunny comes in and what did you make of that at one point i was just kind of (gasps) wondering i actually don't know this is my note i wrote what is sunny's talk with spencer do you know Did
1: you get it? Here's the thing. What was a little frustrating for me is that when Alexis was going to jail, everybody took it really seriously. And there was that wonderful consultant who gave her some legit advice, who helped walk her through what that process is going to look like and how to kind of like maneuver through the system in the time that she'll be there. Sunny's advice was just not good like I mean I get it he's coming from a different the perspective advice.
0: they didn't fully show his advice right they kind of cut it all out where he was like thanks in summary <laughs> keep your head down mouth shut and I have other people on the inside And in, in short and then like when they had the talk about being a rat I was like okay where is this going right because we know what Sonny's code is Yes. And so then Spencer lays it out. And so I honestly, for, for a while, I'm like, I, I honestly don't know which way Sonny is pushing this guy. I couldn't tell. Like, if he was telling him not to be around, then he's like, no, maybe you should. This is only in my line of work, but not necessarily in your situation. <laughs> but I respect what you're doing. And I'm like,
1: what? He was flipping useless. Okay. Like, I <laughs>
0: <wanted to> see- <laughs> I was like waiting for some deep insight. And he started that. Like, there was so much to it. <laughs>
1: Okay, because here's the thing, if he had an actual consultant and the scene was kind of filmed similar, but different to what Alexis had experienced, I think Spencer would take it a little bit more seriously. Because then we have the scene with Martin, and just what he says to him, and I mean, I love their interaction, their chemistry was like off the wall at how they feel yeah, each other. Like um, but I feel that if somebody had walked him through, like legit walked him through, like some giant guy just telling him what he needs to do, what he needs to look out for... You would have taken it far more seriously.
0: Okay, so look, it took me a while to even take it seriously myself, right? Because he just got mm-hmm. arrested. In my head, I'm like, is this kid going back to Spring Ridge? So honestly, it was me following the conversation and then listening to me, like, okay, wait a second. Sonny's explaining to him what to do in jail. He's not going mm-hmm. back to Spring Ridge. Although when Martin was talking to him and like Spencer outwardly said, I am scared, then I started to get freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is like this is serious, this is bad, but you're right. They, it wasn't as obvious as Alexis' stint in prison, nor was it shown in the way that like it was for Michael, when Michael was sent to jail.
1: Because yes. Michael,
0: Michael, when he got sentenced, that, that scene in that exact same room was devastating. Mm-hmm, you had mm-hmm. Carly there, all his siblings were there, and they were much smaller at the time. Mm. It was a brutal scene. So you're right, because something serious was happening, but it was almost like you had to pay close attention to realize it was serious.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like with their banter and then the talk of like um, you know, pulling the grandma card and one yeah. great uncle asking me to go against another and the whole like group mythology yes! conversation. They <laughs> lost
0: me, unfortunately. Like I got I just, most of oh, it. And I was yeah. like, damn it, guys. I don't watch this so my brain hurts. I'm good at this because it's simple.
1: <laughs> I tried to do a little bit of research. But I was like, you know what? We don't do research on this No. We're, what what we're, am we doing?
0: We're very open about that. There's zero prep involved. I
1: and- mean, if somebody, like if somebody wants to be our intern, like woohoo, but like no. <laughs>
0: I feel like the majority of the educated ones got a lot of that scene. But anyways, so like, (laughs) so, so yeah. So Martin is really upset. He's like, crap, I'm going to get in trouble with Laura. And then like right now, Spencer's feeling really good about himself taking responsibility. And that's the thing though. That's going to be the clincher because if Spencer goes into like real jail for three months, that's the thing that's going to really move the needle with, with Trina and Trina still doesn't even know that Spencer was playing the whole time. Cause she's still racking her brain, trying to no. figure out his inconsistent behavior. And like Joss said, nothing right. She hasn't shared the latest conflict with Cameron, nor did she share the big news that like Spencer had attempted to play as the entire time that would shift things a lot. And now I'm really scared about what's going to happen to Trina ultimately at this point, because I'm like, okay, so we know Spencer's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that we're waiting on a verdict that we're hoping is fully controlled by whatever Dex and Sunny did. But then you have Curtis and Portia thinking they've got the, like, silver bullet. They are terrible at crime. (laughs) Like, terrible. It's so
1: funny, because I kept just thinking about you in my head the whole time, looking at Curtis and just shaking your head and saying witty things. So did you write down witty things?
0: (laughs) This is what I wrote. They are not good at this, (laughs) because like I'm watching a scene, and I'm like, am I understanding this correctly? Portia's rambling at Jordan, talking about how we need more cops, but in order to get more cops, we need to remove Rory and station a non-cop Curtis in Mm -hmm. front of the room Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to protect this important witness to Trina, and I'm like, (laughs) what? Of like none of this is working, and like and like Portia's losing her crap. Yeah, trying to like be like they're not leaving. Rory is like not going to leave, And I was worried that Rory would get in trouble because if they did anything, he was the one there. And Jordan already called him on a potential conflict of interest. Yes, but like ultimately, I was glad to realize that the way things were being positioned was that Portia may never make it into the room. Yes, but then.
1: But then, do, do, do. but then,
0: I was just like, if you're going to do this, like, be faster.
1: Right? That's how oh I my felt gosh. about it. Yes.
0: Like, it's it's a terrible idea. Like, it's, it's a horrible yeah. idea. And yeah. I was relieved when Portia was telling TJ it was a horrible idea. And then <laughs> TJ told Jordan about this potential way to, like, wake up someone in a coma. And honestly, I am baffled by Curtis because even Portia called him out on it. Well, you weren't like warning TJ and she's not wrong. You were perfectly willing to have your your nephew throw his life away. And your only rationale for doing that is, well, it would have made, he had access though. So while it is Ah. a terrible and awful idea, Mm -hmm. I'm scared about you doing it because technically you don't have access. I was like what the hell curtis like what the hell you were gonna trash tj's life right for this um did you catch that funny look a porsche gave Kurt, uh, tj when they spot trina and then mm-hmm. she hugs her and then tj goes i'm gonna give you guys that like fam- some family time alone and she looks at tj and gives a funny look because like tj is family
1: yes no I did not catch that look but I was thinking it the whole time how everybody's like you have so many people supporting it's like yeah it's your entire family dude
0: <laughs> yeah and so like Portia was acting really weird I really felt for Trina like if you put yourself yeah. in Trina's shoes she's like okay so my mom's acting strange mm-hmm. she's busy and she's working and there's a chance I can go to the courtroom and like honestly not see her again yeah and like i get it from her perspective and jordan's lurking like jordan is like i know like you're like i know guys like come on like every time she talks to curtis and and portia she's like when he's like are we in trouble she's like not that i'm aware of like (laughs) she she keeps staring at them like they're so dumb like Mm -hmm. like i have to say like in today's episode like when she was like quiet and kind of hiding and just sort of eavesdropping on portia she reminded me of old jordan
1: Yes, a bit. Ex- yeah yes 100 percent. it was a little bit more strategic you know straddling that line of like good and bad nothing was just like a hard line it was great
0: so it, jordan's stuck in the elevator right yes okay because i was worried because if, if jordan caught portia like she's like dante they don't look the other way mm-hmm. and so i'm like that's gonna suck for portia um <laughs> like i don't know because like she's gonna get in trouble but it's like well, what did you think about Austin being thrown into the scene yesterday, into the whole like Curtis and Portia worry?
1: It was weird because I didn't know what to make of it, especially since he's dealing with his own weird mob stuff. So I'm like, is there a way that he's gonna help them?
0: Yeah, because I was like, is this about like just because because the, the the end result when Austin walked away, um, resulted in them saying like, oh, there's too many eyes on that. Yes. Room. Mm -hmm. And it's too high profile. So I'm like, okay, was it just that simple that Austin popping into that room was just to highlight the risk that it's such a risk to do? But you said it. He seems to have his own stuff going on. And he said, fine, I'll come back and, like, talk to her. Mm -hmm. But in Pawtuck. So I don't know if it's Miss Wu or, like, a whole other thing.
1: (sighs) I kind of, like the late, oh gosh, What's happening? No,
0: that can't be. No, that can't be. Would you
1: please share your brain thoughts?
0: Um, I don't know. Do you think that like this mystery people that Austin seems to be involved with, like I feel like Austin has zero connection mm-hmm. to Port Charles other than like his dead dad. <laughs> yes. And that there's, there's like a whole other separate people that he's dealing with. But now I'm wondering, are any of those mystery people connected to Cody? Ooh. I don't
1: okay. know. It would give some layers to both of them because they kind of fall flat at the moment.
0: I won't argue that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, look, I will say this. Things are moving along with the whole Maxie-Austin storyline, and it looks like we were not wrong for thinking the things that we did in terms of, like... Oh, Austin and Maxie got together so quick. Huh, not Mm -hmm. really seeing it. Oh, it looks like it's awkward when he, like, met Maxie. Or he doesn't seem all that interested in kids. We find out that there's obviously more going on, right? There's some weirdo Mm -hmm. following him, and he's supposed to, like, leave town. Like, he was supposed to come and do something. And then now he's not actually supposed to be in Port Charles. And it's just that the storyline was also subtle. um, Yes. because, Because this whole thing was really just, like... To get to push um, Maxi and Spinelli together.
1: Exactly. Oh my God, they're so cute. I love the spa scene.
0: Yes, because I was like, "What is happening?" And I love how she's like, <laughs> "You're making a scene, like the, the sex noises yes. about like the the whole foot thing." But it's just like it is so subtle, but it's also funny to see that like Maxi doesn't see. And that Mm -hmm. it was, so for me, what I thought was interesting about Austin this week was just realizing that that whole story was actually moving forward now. Like, like now we know that Austin thinks that Spinelli's in love with Maxie and he's seeing that like, okay, Maxie has a strong bond and he is being weird about entering family life. Like it was fair when he said, I just needed a chance to see if I fit into yours, which is fair. But he's super hesitant and I have to say like we talked earlier about like looking forward to the future arcs that Joss will have just because of like who who raised her all the significant people in her life Mm -hmm. and the combination she is. But when they started talking about Georgie I could not have gotten any more excited when he started talking about her and then Maxie innocently replies like she's her father's daughter. Mm-hmm. Talking about, like, black holes. And mm-hmm. then when she said something a little sassy and attitude she's like, well, she's her mother's daughter. And I was like, quite the combo. Like, I'm very excited to see, like, the story that Georgie brings in the future. Like, I'm looking forward to, like, adult Georgie. Me too. Like, I definitely thought about that as well when they brought it up. So, that's something now. There's obviously red flags. And I thought it was quite interesting what, like, Lucy had to say to her. This whole idea of, like, maybe don't ignore the red flags. Right? Right? Because, like, she hasn't really had the best. But, anyways, I I just feel like Austin knows he's such a temporary guy. And he's uninterested in, in family. So. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, wait a second. Speaking of Lucy... Because they were, they were commiserating about the fact that, like, Austin was taking off, but didn't, well, was shady about why. But that Martin took off, but was <laughs> clear about why. And I have a bone to pick with Martin.
1: Okay, I want to hear it.
0: How dare Martin suggest a poutine in Toronto? <gasps> Me too. What?
1: what the F? You have no clue, dude.
0: <laughs> and, this, and I'm just pointing out Mel lives in Ontario. Yeah, So, I do. <laughs> But even she knows the deal. Poutine is a Quebec thing and that's where you go, hell, just come straight to Montreal. I'll take you for yes. uh, for a poutine. So I was not okay about that because General Hospital has referenced Montreal because we're supposedly super close on their fake Port Charles, New York map. So I yes. was like, how could you get that detail wrong? You've talked about Montreal. It's been really cool. How could you get that detail wrong, ma'am?
1: I think they're rousing us.
0: I also thought of that because, <laughs> <laughs> because I also read into everything as though General Hospital was talking to us specifically. Um, like, I
1: think they're making a reference, you know, Toronto because a lot of people confuse London, Ontario for Toronto. We're two hours west. And then Poutine. Really? So the Toronto okay. represents me and the Poutine represents <laughs> you. Therefore, as a shout-out to our podcast
0: yeah, that is not a stretch at all. It's definitely <laughs> super straightforward. Okay. Do, you know what? You know, what could have been more straightforward? When Anna saw Martin oh asked him so what weird. you needed to ask, I was like, oh. I, I was like, What is going on? I, I'm so at a loss right now. Like who are you playing? Like I felt like she was playing another character. She was it felt a little sloppy and a little like weird. And I'm like, so you're gonna get all odd.' Because you're too chicken to confront your boyfriend?
1: <laughs> you know what it felt like? It felt like she had one too many drinks and this was yes! like the last resort.
0: Yes. Like I couldn't believe it. When I heard her start talking, she's like, hey, Martin. And she, he's like, he goes, I feel like you were looking for me. She's like, yeah, I've been telling you since the courthouse. And I'm like, <laughs> to then confront him in public (laughs) why would it like it it sounds to me like it didn't really matter who was around and you could have spoken to him at any point in time with your threat to break confidentiality like i honestly couldn't believe it but i love how martin tried to debate the whole thing with um lucy johnny was laughing out loud when he heard martin say valentine could get me to defend him in a lawsuit against myself yes (laughs)
1: That was really, there were some good lines, like, I think, who did Aunt Anna say to him, I'll protect you from uh, one and two, what is it, she called him, no, I'll protect you from uh, greedy and
0: stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but she can't, because, like, even when Victor was all like, you didn't take care of Laura, and now he starts targeting, like, Anna, yes. being like, she's going to be a problem, and then I was like, have you seen the other scenes? Is she really, though? It's like, is she a problem? <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, like, I know she's, like, a renowned spy, but when last has she been the reason to have found or solved anything?
1: I know. I really don't think that that's a concern at all. But it was a funny scene. I loved it.
0: It was funny because you have Victor weirded out and then she was being so bizarre and like threatening him and i'm like i was so upset i was like leave martin alone And like one of my favorites was um when lucy i loved her advice right she's like yeah just the truth will set you free. You know what I mean? Like that'll save you from ever being like blackmailed. And Mm -hmm. then she was like telling him you'd rise from the wreckage. And he was like, no, she's like, but that is what wreckage is for. I I thought that was so funny. So she just accepted the fact that he had to go. Like, I loved how she tried to help him sort it out. But then eventually she was just like, do you want me to help you pack? Like, do you? It
1: it was amazing. Another one of their lines together. I think it was Martin who said it. He's like, uh, when he's talking to Lucy, Is like, what's worse than holy hell? She's like, three X-Y's with good lawyers.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So it looks like he's just going to get out of dodge, which means that, like, Anna's still at a dead end.
1: Yes. Shocking.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Meanwhile, Victor thinks everyone needs to be murdered, when in reality they're not, like, (laughs) all that close to, like, getting him. Mm -hmm. So something that was interesting and that I did not see coming, you know was drew and the way that he approach, approached approached valentine okay
1: drew first of all he's so beautiful and he looked like he was getting a bit tough and i was like oh yeah here we go but then he made a lot of sense
0: <laughs> yes so exactly he looked all aggressive the thing is Remember, they had bonded when they were captive. So when they were together, and I saw that Drew was basically saying, I'm going to help you with Valentine," And we all know how he's been struggling. He's been kept away from his daughter. So all that was going on for me was the captive bros are back together because (laughs) they they had a bond right things just got complicated with elq so i am actually very excited to see them work together because part of me was feeling frustrated on valentine's behalf like if anybody else was in trouble valentine can suss it out right and he'd be there he'd be 20 steps ahead and he helps people and it kind of sucks that there's no one there to really help him like did that guy not throw out 20 billion clues to to anna and like they all went over her head that like he's being coerced but then with drew i feel like drew gets it right because valentine told him like don't do this he'll go after everyone you care for so like he was dropping hands and obviously i think that drew gets it
1: i totally agree because i really feel that he's the one that's going to pick up on things and he's going to help him and that they are going to work together and drew is going to help him with the victor problem it's actually really exciting that they're going to bond i really like this
0: I do like that relationship. Um, I also like his relationship with Carly oh and their little God. flirtations. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna move forward yet, but I feel like her meeting with that consultant, by the way, I love all the like jobs Valentine took at Drew when he found them with the consultant and how she's <laughs> teasing him over it. Um, but I think that the consultant is the first step to like somehow business-wise Carly taking over Crimson or working closely with um Drew it has to be I totally
1: agree and what I was thinking about in that same moment too though because you said like we don't know where things are going to go with him and Carly well he's sitting there Drew with Mia his real life wife I know and she gets up and then Carly sits down like
0: you two, poor Charles wife." <laughs> yes exactly and so like It's just interesting because how is this all gonna work right like we see that valentine got involved with elq but we've been seeing like subtleties right they've had they've been pushing carly in with valentine okay so they were doing this when jason was missing she was working with valentine and anna and you're like okay interesting combo carly getting thrown into all of this like cassadine stuff and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there was like private conversations with valentine about Nina you know, Valentine was you know a quartermain temporarily. And we've seen like clues about Carly kind of becoming more and more of a quarter main. So it's just interesting where you have Drew and Valentine and Carly and somehow I think it's all gonna go together.
1: I completely agree because I think that Valentine is so capable of just kind of separating things. And he is in the yes. end, which has been mentioned so many times, a really good businessman. So it's, it's more so like he might still have ELQ and be in power in some way, but they'll find a way to work together instead of against each other.
0: I just find it interesting that there's a lot of people in Nina's life that have been mm-hmm. developing better relationships with Carly.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. (laughs) Have you noticed
0: that? Like, even though, like, obviously Ava is still very much Nina's friend, there's still a mutual respect there. And I think there have been clues about potentially, like, I don't know, maybe more Ava and Carly seeing eye to eye. Um, Okay, so Ava, too, was a bit kind of like, she teases Nina about Sunny, but she also gives honest warnings like Obrecht does.
1: Yes, which I love. She's a realist. She supports her friend, but at the same time... I love the funny stuff she said. Like, I think she looked at Nina and she said, do you do happy?
0: Yes, I know, because she's special. Based on her choices, you wouldn't think she does happy. Exactly. (laughs) So, like, she heard Nina out. She knows Nina is happy that they decided to try. And I remember that. When Sunny was there, this is how I feel. When Nina was with Sunny and they decided to try, Sunny kind of implies that she hesitated. Yes. And then, like, Nina starts jumping in about, like, you're right, like, I was hesitating. And I'm like, I don't recall him ever asking you out. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Um, Like, much less to be in a relationship. But somehow, he's gotten her to pretend she had some control in the situation. That somehow she hesitated. And that she had some control and that she was part of why they were not together. Not at all. It was confusing because he flirted with you when he bumped into you, but never pursued anything else. <laughs> so, that's Good luck probably to you. why. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have fun. Um, but, but like, but Ava obviously has some issues at home. I loved her interaction with Scott, though. Like, how he was very caring, was warning Nicholas about treating Ava right.
1: Yes. I like their relationship. I, I, You know, he's always got her back. And I always love how Nicholas is just so good at making that, like, confused puppy slash dumb face.
0: I just love how he decided that Esme was dead. I know. He's like, (laughs) well, I took a walk by the water. Uh, she's dead, that's what I think she's dead, I can't find her so she must not exist now and, but, I mean look I didn't know how this was going to go but I felt like somehow that incident in his role in stepping in would obviously be something that would keep them closer together not willingly Yes. and no he has not been aggressive but he has made some good points is that if people find out I slept with her, it would just enhance your motives i
1: know he had good points but i was still mad
0: i was mad but he tells but this was interesting though like even though i was mad and he can be a bobo head he turns Mm -hmm. around and tells her yeah you'll be just as innocent as trina i know (laughs) i was like yikes and i really wish i remember more of this line But Mm -hmm. there was a point where she was telling him how she would rather, you know, hang out with criminals. Oh, I have it. I have it. Okay. What what (laughs) is it? Because my favorite part is when Alexis shows up and she says, exception meet rule. Oh, yeah. She's like, I don't to- remember why. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> okay, so Nicholas is
1: basically saying, like, you gotta come home. But Ava's dead set on staying at the Metro Court. So <laughs> she leads this into living apart or keeping company with the Cassidines. Oh, no. She oh, goes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Keeping company with the Cassidines or keeping company with convicts. I'll choose convicts. And then Alexis walks in and she says, exception, meet,
0: rule. <laughs> yes, it was so good. It was so good. So, Alexis didn't know why she was there exactly. Yes. What did you Um... think of that? (laughs) yes <laughs> this is such a bubble head so like when victor confesses no i i lured you here <laughs> and i want you to use your media like outlet to help spencer and i love what alexis pointed out right it was such yes. an interesting contrast you know a white male not going to jail for a crime he admits in open court that he did meanwhile a black woman going to jail for a crime she didn't commit and pointing out that not even the accused believe she's guilty so that was nicely put when she explained how terrible this would all look but Mm -hmm. then you have nicholas oh my gosh (laughs) so first of all nicholas did not know why alexis was there he did not know what victor's plan was but then when victor walks away he was like no, it wasn't my idea. And I'm like, of course it wasn't your idea, but of course he follows it up with, but I would do anything to protect my son. (laughs) You mean, you mean anything like, even if it means having your uncle ask for an article that Alexis would have written up? I'm like, how noble that you would sit at a table and go, I would do anything. Meaning you should entertain what Victor asks, but I won't force you i won't force you but i would do anything i would do i would sit here because he told me to um i do know what's going on in the world guys like it was just he's just he does it so well and i just sort of like i don't know i really enjoy nicholas it's funny
1: i do he's a good time he's
0: a very good time oh bad but cody what a mess what a mess how dare he punch our scott
1: Right. Okay. So what did you make of
0: all that part of, you know, my head Con- a little bit confused? Like this is like, yeah. is it's, it's that look, this is why we watch. It's for that soap opera-ness, which is exactly what Cody did, right? When they yes. do things like share secrets out loud. Or talk to themselves out loud, or say the opposite of what they mean to say. Be like, "Wait, no, you misunderstand me." Or stay silent when they go, "Oh my God, he's dead," and then it goes to commercial. When they're like, no, he's not dead. He's just napping. So this guy dares to say, "You could have been my dad in another life." Bam, and everyone's like, "He's your dad." He's like, "No, you no. all misunderstood me." And like while they're all freaking out, he doesn't interrupt. He waits for silence. Yeah. And then he goes, no, what I said was, he could have been another life. But did anybody realize we're in this life? So he's not my dad. <laughs> how fun! <laughs> it's like how, how fun to walk uh, around the world and say, in another life, you could have been someone to piss me off, someone to punch <laughs> you in this life. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, hey, this, this is weird. Because I'm like, you've been in Port Ross for how long? And you obviously figured out the, like, you know, Brit co- Brit connection to Faison. I don't know. I was just really unimpressed. Like, you're a con artist. But I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. so so Cody is not as rando as we think he is. That was basically the main thing for me, was that he's not random. Yes. And it made sense of, like, ser- the Serena mention.
1: The Serena mention, his interest in Brit because of Faison. Like, we were seeing the links, but I'm still not, like, I mean, oh, yeah, said it, like, said it.
0: No, just say Brit said it.
1: Britt said it. Like he's a con artist.
0: Exactly. And it's potentially he's lying, but Scott knows that he's not. But yeah, exactly that. Mentioning his potential dad (laughs) that had a connection, the other potential dad, the real potential biological dad having that phase on connection. But again, I don't understand what the interest in phase on is. And I don't. And it also. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but when mm-hmm. Mrs. Wu was blackmailing Brit to support Brad and taking a job with her, mm-hmm. she kind of highlighted, she she said a specific year that highlighted something Faison did, and obviously she knew and was a part of it, and she kind of stayed stone cold.
1: Ooh, I do remember that. Yikes. Okay. Okay.
0: And, and then, like, Cody acting all indignant, like, oh, I'm so mad at this man who didn't know I existed. <laughs> I didn't even know who my mom was until my mom died and told me. It's like, I found out from a dead woman. No, No, she wasn't dead when she told you. She died after. (laughs) And I was like, Cody, like, you're so confusing right now. We get it. Your world has been shook. You find out your bio mom is not your mom. But then you Mm -hmm. go find a guy who doesn't know who you are, who's also not your dad, that you punch because he could have (laughs) been your dad. And you think he has your money because he was once married to your mom, but also didn't bother you. And he also dated your mom after you were born.
1: My head hurts already again.
0: And like, what are you going to do? Hunt down Serena and ask the whales for a refund? (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) So I don't know where that's going.
1: Well, my favorite was just his interaction with Dante after that. Like, Dante's look on his face was exactly like what we're saying like this is confusing and you're not bright right now you're not taking this in the way you're supposed to
0: (laughs) like it could not be a more clear example of like you have a lot going on and you're taking it out on the wrong people and it's awkward (laughs) and okay how could we forget this so we're talking about all these like these like weird potential combos of people family combos right but Ava shows up at the hospital before like Even that to me was odd when she was like, hey, Willow, like even just even though like Willow works at the hospital, I was I was already weirded out by the fact that she approached Willow looking for the Esme information. I was like, careful, Ava. Like, I'm just scared because Mm -hmm. if Esme pops up and like, I just don't want them to share too much information. But then like how Willow just broke down. Yeah. What did you think about that, hugged her? Yeah, we got to see that because we've talked a lot about that, how like Carly's a mama bear. And we want to see more of that from Ava because she's changed a lot. And we kind of want to see her mom other kids. Yes, she's doing it to Trina, but this has been kind of what we've been asking for.
1: 100%. It was almost like we got a Joss moment in Willow to see that softer side or for Willow to see the softer side of Ava. And yeah, I did think it was neat because even though they don't really interact, there is a lot of commonality there in terms of their loss and what that means and how they carry it mm-hmm. and the choices they make to protect the people they love. So I just... That scene was really magical and the hug and that the fact that Ava sees that there's something more going on.
0: Yes. So, like, even though like we know that they're biologically related i was still kind of like what does this say mean and i asked so Mm -hmm. krableski 90 so her opinion was First the moment with Brit, now this moment with Ava. They're definitely having Willow bond with people close to Nina before the reveal. Also, Kiki is Willow's half-sister. It's easy to see why these two would bond before the truth is revealed. Willow's family is expanding in more ways than one. And then Sarah Hummel 3 said, they're setting up a positive relationship between the two so that that they can talk about Kiki when Willow finds out Um, she was her half-sister, just my theory. She also says she loves the podcast. Love that you're listening. Um, Mm -hmm. I I hate that I didn't write it down, but I remember seeing some, I don't remember who commented on this, but someone also proposed this idea that Mm -hmm. at least Willow would have Ava if let's say there is some friction with Carly having kept the secret.
1: Which I find so incredibly interesting because I can picture Ava being that neutral go-between like it's not like Ava's gonna take this it's as a true. power trip and just lure Willow over to her side she'd no. be that go-between to build that bridge and that's not only building a bridge again with Willow and Carly but creating that connection that we want so badly with Carly and Ava she's
0: kind of like a Valentine, though like Ava and Valentine have that capacity to kind of not like people but still be very very practical yes so true Okay, so this was my thought on it. So I thought this was interesting because there's been a lot of hints at this whole good and evil debate, right? Saying to Nina, like, you have Nell as a daughter, like, evil Mm -hmm. is genetic. And how will Willow react to this, right? Knowing that Nell was her sister and Ava was her, uh, sorry, Nell was her sister and that Nina's her mother. And I wonder if that's sort of where the Kiki and Ava come in, right? That it's more than just genetics because she does have a half-sister in Kiki who is a wonderful person. Oh, I really love that. That's so good. That's so some observation. So I wonder if that's something that would give her peace and balance. And that's the role Kiki will play for, for Willow.
1: It has to be because her having this child and thinking so deeply as to mm-hmm. what
0: the next steps are, like that would just put her mind at ease. Like it has to be. Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh my gosh. Did we talk about the things? Did we cover all the stuff?
0: I think we talked about the things and covered all of the stuff. Oh, oh, oh except, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> no, because like Brooklyn and Chase, but it's like it's like more of nothing of the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, we're exactly. good. Okay. So we covered. <laughs> so we've covered all the things.
1: Do you have any favorite scenes or favorite lines?
0: Okay, I'm gonna give stars. Yeah, like my favorite was definitely Ava Willow.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Dex's abs. Yeah. Um, Drew's face. You. <laughs> Christina,
1: Christina, <laughs> yes, I concur with everything, obviously, I'm going to give a starter, like, Ava, also in the scenes with Nicholas, because she was just so funny about, like, I yes! can't remember really word uh, forward, but, like, her leaving her voicemail, and calling him buckaroo, and just, she was, oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, she, oh, I, oh, oh, that was my favorite line, but I don't know what it is, but it's the voicemail she left to Nicholas, that was the best, this podcast has so many holes (laughs) because there's so (laughs) many blanks i'm sorry my brain has not worked this week the note taking the posts i've just been like blah my mind's been my brain's been on vacation but i will say kate dante and sam i feel Mm -hmm. like their conversation about lulu really just Mm kind of shows like okay it felt like to me there was a conclusion. Like, there, it feels like there's almost not going to be too much of a bombshell because, like, it looks like we've seen that Dante has thought about this. It's not like she's coming back from the dead. He knows she's in a coma, but he has had the time to talk about it and said, like, no, we have different lives. We've both moved on.
1: But in that but, same moment, but. when Dante walked away, Sam was giving some side eye to Carly and Drew.
0: I know. I feel like they're making problems if there's not. Like, they were, like I remember when Drew came back and there was clear chemistry between him and Carly. And it was clear that Sam moved on with with um, Dante. Plus, she told Dante in Morocco that, like, Drew wasn't even a person that she mm-hmm. thought it was Jason. And then he's back and you're going to pretend like there's anything and there's not. So I don't know what her deal is. But, you know, what am I saying? How can I say that it's resolved when in reality Lulu can come back and, like, Dante could obviously have feelings again? But I don't know. He seems confident in Sam. I was actually surprised about Maxie's reaction to Lulu. Because, I mean, Lulu's her best friend, and I know it's hard for her. But I found her to be very supportive of Dante and very supportive of Sam. Sam is her friend, so is Dante. So I found it actually weird that Maxie blurted out her discomfort about, like, being in Lulu's house and moving in.
1: I Yeah. It was just something that Sam couldn't say out loud, and I like that Maxie pointed it out. But
0: that's not comfortable. Like that having, having that, your your own friend tell you like oh wow I'm happier together but you're also taking her place super uncomfortable for me but like congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so whatever, there's always some drama bubbling between uh, Dante and Sam. We've done a good job of like covering this all and ending this podcast. I was going to say, I was I was, yeah. I was just be like yeah. the yeah. lines. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those though I, I said my
1: favorites. I I'm said my good. favorites. Okay. Um so you've covered all the stuff. I just have one favorite line that I haven't given away already. Oh. It was that cute scene with Felicia and Anna at the yoga place where they have to You know, Felicia's working out because she got to stay hot because of the hot girls.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) And
1: Anna, a conversation. Like, it was just really sweet because it's an old friendship to kind of reliving like a teenage moment. It was very sweet. But when Felicia looks at Anna and says, trust your gut. And Anna says, have you heard of Peter August?
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that she did poke fun of herself there.
1: It was amazing. Okay. We did it. It's done. That's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.